Welcome folks to another program of the Jewish View. I'm your host Rabbi Hanan Cohen here on ctkradio.org. Well, there are a few topics I would like to uh, share my opinion with you, and they're all related to each other. And the first one will be the rise and fall of superpower, of emperors, of uh, you know big kingdoms, and this this topic. <clears throat> Sorry, this topic um, is very interesting because you see civilizations like the Greeks, like the Italians during the Renaissance, uh, until recently, United States of America, which is still try to avoid that fate. But you see a very advanced, very sophisticated culture um, falling apart. And philosophers since the time of the ancient Greeks, always try to figure it out, what's going on. And of course also uh, Jewish philosophy has to share their opinion, and I'm going to share it with you. This is very similar, it's all biblical-based. So here's what's going on. You see uh, a country or a, a king that is very... Charismatic, very uh, powerful, gaining uh, you know, territory and new people and uh, economies booming. And then what happened? A few things can happen. One, the king is dead and his son or whoever is taking over. And he is not as effective as the previous one. Also, and that's all related, people are starting feeling more comfortable in the in the way they live their life. What do I mean by that? So in the beginning, you know, you go to war, you establish your 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 uh, borders, etc. And then economy is booming. People are getting used to all kind of luxury stuff that they never had, and they don't really into fighting anymore, or even maintaining the the whatever they have. So that's going to go into into a decline from within. Another way that you can see that people are losing their, their unity, what makes them that type of people, tribe, kingdom, etc. And they start arguing with themselves, not paying attention how weakened they get. And then the other countries around them are getting stronger, and it's much easier to defeat somebody that is not united, doesn't have a, a purpose or his purpose is totally nihilistic. So, that's what happened basically, if you look at history, to the Greeks, where they pretty much, I think, where everybody would agree, uh, they were a very intelligent, intellectual, sophisticated, to their days, right? Today, some of the values that they preached are no, no longer valid, but they, science was, was great, and then they collapse. The Romans took, took over. And the Romans didn't really invent anything. They just put everything that the Greeks did into a structure. And they took advantage of that. And that's what led to the uh, Roman Empire. So how did the Roman Empire uh, fall apart? Again, politics from within. People are comfortable in Rome. All the other, world, all, all the other parts of the world were pretty much slaves for the Roman Empire, paying taxes and, and make sure that Rome is continuing to have 
a very hedonistic uh, type of life. But so, how did they solve the problem of you know the uh, that the Romans don't want to go to the army? They don't want to die for the emperor, so they hire the Germans. And once the Germans realize, hey, why are we taking orders from the Romans? We can take over them, and they took over Rome, and so you know, Rome was falling apart. So. It is very, very interesting to see that continue into the Renaissance era, where Italy was like the center of, of art, of knowledge, of science, and a very powerful um, economical force. And yet, they also collapse. Especially, I would say, after the the lack of respect of the, the, to, the, to the Catholic Church, who pretty much had a say back then. And they also disappeared. And they were divided into small kingdoms, Venice, here, Sicily, all those tiny kingdoms. And it's, again, much easier to conquer a small enemies, small armies. So that leads us to what's going on in the United States today, the way I see it. We are seeing something very, very interesting. There is some kind of, uh, if you want to call it, cultural uh, civil war. You can say, you know, progressive versus conservatives, uh, right versus left, and so on. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want, name you wanted to use to define, it doesn't matter. The idea is that this is affecting the unity of the so-called American nation. And I don't think, I basically don't really believe in the American nation uh, due to the fact that it's, it's made of many, many small tribes. You have Latinos, you have Chinese American, African American, Native American. And it seems like in times of, of trouble, everybody will go back and stick to its basic form, basic tribe. Right, Korean will go and help Koreans before they go and help um, African American, for example. Okay, it's bad because the whole idea of America is to create some kind of melting pot that <clears throat> that will treat everybody equally, and it's a nice thought. But once you start uh, arguing, and it's all the whole thing is getting deteriora deteriorating. And I find that to be very, very dangerous. And you see how it's all collapsed from within. Look at, look at the politics, look at the media, look at the Congress. Um, it's all partisan-driven. It's all agenda-driven. There is no, nobody seeking truth or seeking fact, facts or seeking uh, solutions. Meaning, if I can take... Um, take out the eyes, both eyes of my enemy, I'm willing to sacrifice one eye. Okay, this is some kind of, I think, childish uh, point of view because you don't, you no longer see the big picture. So, in this cultural um, civil war, you will see things are collapsing from within because you have all a few groups of minorities who are making a lot of noise. And it's, 
it seems that like they are they are giving a tone to where the culture is going. And yes, I'm talking about uh, the LGBTQ and any other letter you want to add after that. I'm talking about the Muslims, Muslim Brotherhood who are, who are making a lot of noise here in America. But they are still, you know, a very small minority. And in, in the in terms of you know, live and let and let live. Something is missing here. It's going, it's going towards the direction of uh, some kind of um, tyranny. When the First Amendment is, you can speak your mind. I mean, look. Let me give you an example. And I think I will use that example, but I will say it again. Sometimes you know people are see me and they say, "Oh, you, you Jew, you are, you're all like this. You're all." Uh, controlling the world and all that, or if they are really, really, you know, advanced in their hate, I will head, I will, I will be portrayed, you know, as a kike or dirty Jew or filthy Jew or something like that. Now, since I'm not looking to get offended, and I think all those uh, insults and and uh, false ideas are saying more about the person who are saying them than about me. So for that, I'm not going to get offended. I don't really care. Where do I, where I do care is if you're going to do something, uh, you know, violent, uh, with force, go and let's go kill the Jews or something like that. Then we have, a, we have a different story. But in terms of insults, I think it says more about those who are trying to insult than, uh, more than those who are supposedly supposed to get insulted. And that's go to any minority. If somebody is using, you know, the N words or this words or that words, I don't think it's it says anything about those who are supposed to get offended. It says about the the person who's saying that that he's extremely ignorant, stupid and superstitious. And that's not recommended. Okay? So what I'm trying to say here is as humans we have one goal, especially those who are trying to follow the law of the Bible. And the goal is to make the world a better place. And again, I'm not expecting everybody to come and to be a Jew. I'm expecting everybody to come and to make the world a better place by working with each other and not against each other. And accept that there is a, that there is a, a power above us that, that gave us, you know, guidance. And we should, we should follow, the, follow the manual, as they said. Follow directions. You don't have to go and conquer other You can work together. You can barter. You can um, respect. And then you will get respected. So that's something I want you to f- focus on. Because even though in America we have all those tribes I mentioned before, we can still get along. As long as we don't come with hatred. with uh, And we can, we can disagree. Eventually, we need to, have to, we need to find the balance. So that's something to think about. And with that, we're going to take an, a quick break. We're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citycareradio.org.
And we're back to another segment of The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on CityCareRadio.org. So, after we just discussed the previous uh, segment, what's the goal? So, I want you to think about another thing. Because so, so, you have to draw the line. And the line is very simple and very easy to draw. You, we have to define good, which means what the Almighty wants us to do, what He expects us to do, and we have to define evil, and what the Almighty would not be interested of us doing. So, anything that is affecting, basically, many, many people in a wrong way, in uh, you know, getting, their, getting their freedom, taking the, the freedom away from them, uh, abusing, starving, killing, blowing up, all those stuff belongs to the evil side. And we always have good and evil because we have choice. We have freedom of choice. So the idea of, uh, you know, it's none of my business, I'm not going to get involved in whatever, um, there is a logic to it, but also it's very dangerous. So let me give you an example. First of all, I'd like to read you a poem, which I think many of you are familiar with, but just to refresh the memory. Uh, this poem was written by a German uh, priest during the Second World War. So here it goes. First, they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unions, and I did not speak up, speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one, no one left to speak for me. I want you to think about that, because if we are looking at evil behavior, for example, something that is in the news right now, North Korea. Everybody's freaking out that our lifestyle here in, here in the United States will get affected, will go back to the Cold War where, where we have to train our kids and ourselves to duck and hide and build atomic shelters and all that stuff. That's one thing, you know, it's, I would recommend us going there. But think about the people of North Korea who are starving, who are in a concentration camp, uh, who are uh, losing their family members because one family member, I don't know, ran away to the border to South, to, uh, uh, South Korea. So they are executing all his relatives in North Korea. Horrible stories. But we don't really care because we're not uh, North Koreans. And we don't really care because, you know, we are not uh, Yazidis. And as a Jew, I have a very big conflict with Yazidis. You don't see me declaring war over them and try to kill them or whatever. You go do whatever you want. Believe in whatever you want to believe. Because in Judaism, after the conquest, conquering the land of Israel, the time of Yoshua, Joshua, and the kingdom of David, etc., etc., not looking to conquer other places or convert everybody to Judaism. 
as long as in the state of Israel there is no idol worships and everybody respects the, the, the Torah, the, the law of the Bible, the five books of Moses, I don't see any problem with anybody. I'm not gonna go, go and get uh, you know my daily action dose by shooting people and feeling that I'm like so powerful, unlike other cultures. And I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, what are we seeing here? It's a lesson. It's a lesson not to run away from a decision because. And another quote from. Uh, Winston Churchill, I believe, said something like it. Not, I don't know exactly the um, right quote, but after Chamberlain, Chamberlain um, signed the peace treaty, peace agreement with Hitler, Churchill said something like, "You try to avoid war by choosing disgrace. You're gonna get disgrace, and you're gonna get the war." Because eventually, with people like Hitler, like Stalin, like uh, Kim Jong something in North Korea, it's never enough. Once you go, you, you said, okay, it's a negotiation. I have to give up something and I, and I get something. Well, eventually you get nothing and you have to give and give and give and give and give. And this is very similar to what happened in Israel uh, after the Oslo Agreement in 93, 94, something like that. I remember that because I was, you know, I was a teenager and everybody that had an agenda and was trying to convince other people, yeah, we should do it, well, let's give peace a chance, remember that song? All that stuff, it's a great song, but it's, you know, utopian and it's not relevant to what's going on in the world. And all those who said, look, we have been fooled here, we are... Attacking advantage on us. They were right. In historical perspective, they were right. But nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to listen. Because we want to believe that our values and the morals and values we have are the same as the other side. All this, uh, it's a politically correct uh, mindset, basically, which is false. Because not everybody is thinking like you. And words mean nothing. Actions definitely mean something. You can get the idea where things are going. So there's something to think about. We sometimes have to take action. Otherwise, you know, things are going to get worse and worse and worse. And where do you draw the line? When is the time you said, you know, North Korea, come, what do you want? You want to run our Congress? You want to rewrite our Constitution? Please go ahead, just don't uh, send your missiles. Where do you draw the line? Now, the more, you, the more you wait, the harder it's going to get. And that's what happened, I think, the, the, the classiest example is the Second World War. In the beginning, the, 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 all the gifts that Hitler got, the Sudet piece of land, uh, the Czech Republic, and all that, and then, oh, well, they give me, gonna, nobody's going to do anything because they are, they are afraid. And you get Poland and Hungary and all those places. So sometimes we need to draw the line. We need to say, this is evil of our time. And just because North Korea had have a leader, the North Koreans are not belong to him. 
they are, cre they are uh, created by God as well. Whatever their belief system is, communist, atheist, Buddhist, whatever. So yes, we are not looking to, I'm not looking to war. I don't like wars. I don't like to fight. I don't, give me my peace of mind and, and leave me alone. But there is no choice. You have to draw the line. Otherwise, you know, nobody will, left, will be left to, to protect you. And with that, I want to go to another idea, another uh, thought. Even if I don't agree with someone, let's say, I'm going to talk about this on the next segment, but let's say uh, the LGBTQ, etc. For me, I have no problem with that, outside of Israel. I'm going to talk more about that in the next segment. But the point I want to do right now is, I don't look to, you know, kill people and hang them from uh, cranes like they do in, or, or behead them like they do in the Muslim world. I have zero interest in that. Okay? I strongly disagree with whatever choices they are making. I think they are wrong. I think they are not beneficial to humanity. But that's my opinion. I'm not going to go and kill somebody because my opinion is you know, different than his. So this is just one example. And there are many, many other, other examples, of course, communists, social, socialists, left-wingers, progressive, whatever. But you have to draw the line somewhere. So this is, I respect that. Now let's talk about, about facts, about how, if this is working or not, or it is benefiting the world, or it doesn't benefit the world, or it's just all about your self-interest because you're, you're selfish. And you only care about your desires and your... Uh, um, sexual drives and all that stuff. Okay? So that's something to think about. And with that, we're going to take another quick break. And you're listening to Rabbi Hanania Cohen here on citycaradio.org. We are the Jewish View. segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citykradio.org. So the next topic is a little bit, you know, um, charged or tensed, if you want. I'm going to talk about LGBTQ, etc. First of all, from a biblical point of view, the first uh, deed or command that humanity got, if you look at Genesis, is to Adam and Eve, go and multiply. Right? Filling the land with people, with more people. So anything that is pretty much against it, it's missing the whole point of the creation. That's one thing. Now, again, like I said before, we have to draw the lines. Because all this argument of those are two adults who are choosing to do so-and-so, whatever the relationship, uh, sexual orientation, etc. 
or um, he's following his heart. He's very romantic, right? Following his heart, his his uh, his love, whatever. Okay, no problem. How does that benefit the world? And where do you draw the line? I always like to uh, tease my American friends, and I have a few. Where they, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's a free country, uh, and uh, the government should not uh, should not interfere with uh, gay marriage and all that. I said, okay, no problem. But all the arguments you're using to justify that are also good for polygamy. Are you for that as well? Now that's where people have problem, especially women, because competition is bad, right? Think about it from a man point of view. This is great. Instead of fighting with one, you let them fight with each other. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to work. Leave me alone. All I want is, you know, the meal on the table when I come back. Okay? But we are living in a society where it's one man, one female. But you cannot, you cannot, you know, dance on both weddings. You cannot eat from the cake. And, and that also goes to the feminist movements. You cannot say, well, all the men are not mature, they are not this, they are not that, when you are pretty much taking everything that can be manly and disrespected in a way that if you do it, you're like stupid. So what do we have today is people who are like in their 30, 35, sitting in, uh, in mommy's basement and playing uh, Xbox and video games. What happened to men? Okay, so on one hand, yeah, there's no, no man is good enough. On the other hand, women are better than men. And I'm not going to argue with each, each uh, definition, due to the very basic fact that I don't really care. People can have their own opinion. If, you, if you're a crazy feminist who wants to believe that uh, the world will be you know, amazing if only women will be around, well, pretty much defeat, defeat the purpose of the creation because there is men, and there is women. There is masculine and there is feminine. And we have confused people who don't know really what they are. Why? Going back to the first segment we talked today, in my opinion, that we are in a society of, of, um, of pleasure. It's all about how I feel. Look at, look at everything around you iPhone, iPad, I, I, I. It's all about me. It's not about my neighbor, it's not about my country, it's not about uh, humanity. So people, they work and they can, uh, can uh, provide themselves, you know, with, with the basics, but also more than that, all the luxury. And when you don't have a very basic need to work, to produce, to make something, you know... Um, it is worth something, then what's the purpose of life? What are you keeping yourself busy? So you watch stupid things on the internet, and you know, video game, and all kind of sexual adventures. Because you, don't, you cannot define who you are. And the, the idea that, well, that's okay, as long as he's happy with the way he defines himself. No, he's not happy. He's lost, or she's lost. Again, clear definition. Know what you are, who you are. For me as a Jew, as a priest, it's very clear. I have a mission. I'm here to fulfill my mission. 
and I'm going to do the best I can do. But if I start wondering, gee, I wonder who am I, what am I, all that stuff. Okay, oh, even better now in the colleges. It's how you identify. Okay, well, I identify as, as a king. Please refer me as your highness. Seriously? If you're, whatever you are, be the best that you are. There is a reason why, why you were created in that form. Now, if there is things that you can, you know, uh, improve, for example, somebody got, uh, I don't know, some kind of deformity and you need to go plastic surgery, don't say, well, God created me this way, then I'm going to say, no, go. There is a reason why the Almighty gave knowledge to plastic surgeon, surgeries. And the humanity is moving forward. But you don't say, well, gee, I don't know what I am. Because wherever, there is no way you can stop this argument. And you can get to total tyranny and total anarchy. Because I don't care about the other person. It's how, how I feel, how I identify. There is no, there is no glue that puts humans together, to, to work together to make the world a better place. It's all about, you know, whatever I can make for myself. I don't care about the others. And the Bible, the Torah, specifically, specifically uh, Deuteronomy, Moshe is talking about that he's warning the Jewish people, don't do that mistakes, those mistakes, don't get to the promised land and you're going to start talking, wow, uh, the vines are great, the trees are great, so much olive oil, so and you forget who gave, the, who gave it to you and what's the purpose of it. You're going to lose it. And that's, again, going back to the point we talked before, about how, how uh, superpowers are falling from within. It's very interesting the, uh, idea to see that if you only, only base your culture on uh, those elites, those who are uh, uh, philosophers or um, social engineering experiments, stuff like that, it will collapse. Why? Because you're taking God, you take the Almighty out of the equation. And we don't have, unfortunately, we don't have um, prophets anymore that guide us and lead us as this is what the purpose, this is what you need to do. Free your slaves, uh, help the, the widows, help the orphans, etc., etc. You know those books, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Hosea, all those. Come to teach us a lesson. If you will not follow the prophecies, it will collapse from within because you're taking God out. And God says, if you think you can manage it by yourself, good luck. Okay? And I would say also, may the force be with you. <laughs> Guess what? You're not going to make it. Because there is nothing bigger, nothing more powerful than than God, the way He guided us. So if you think you can, you can outsmart, you can do better than Him, let's see what you can get. Let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get nuclear war, you're going, because everybody is, sure, is so sure that the, the, the justice and righteousness is on His side. And basically, we're going to destroy the planet. In a, in a different, you know, one way or another way, it doesn't really matter how. Can be new, can be. We're very creative in making weapons, unfortunately. 
So that's something to think about. This is not what we want. Now, like I said before, I have no problem with LGBTQ and P as well as for polygamy, because the arguments are the same. You take the government, take the law out of the covenant between, uh, between you know, marriage between people, men and women, or women and women, or whatever. And you get, you get craziest thing, like in Colombia, I just read, three men got married to each other. Honestly, I don't care. A mayor in Mexico uh, got married to his uh, pet alligator. I don't care. As far as I can, you can get married to a telephone post. It's a great way to have a relationship with, but again, I don't care. Why do I do care? When we're talking about, as a Jew, we're talking about um, having all that stuff in Israel where the Jewish nation is supposed to lead the world towards the, the fulfillment of what Hashem, what the Almighty wants. Okay? So, if he said specifically, don't do that in Israel, don't be like all the Gentiles that you're going to conquer, because if you do so, you're going to go to exile. I'm going to kick you out of the land. You're not deserving. You don't deserve that. So, that's it. I don't want to get kicked off my land. Okay, so I'm not going to do it. And with all the respect, if you want to do a gay parade, go do it, you know, in the very calm places. You can go to Rome, you can go to Mecca. If you have this beautiful, uh, all about love, uh, so-called love uh, message. Now, I'm not going to go into, other, into people's houses and see, you know, what they're doing. Again, none of my business. But, but in the, on the street, uh, in, you know, in the public arena, definitely... In Israel, that shouldn't be. And I'm not going to say, oh, this is a hate speech, you want to kill all of them. No, I don't really care. But there is a public arena in a Jewish state. Right now, Israel is not a Jewish state, which is a different story. There's a Jewish majority. But I want to see the Jewish people follow the law of the book, of the Bible. And with that, we're going to take another quick break as you're listening to uh, the Jewish View, I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on, on ctkradio.org. Final segment of uh, today's program. You are listening to the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on CityKRadio.org. So, a question I get asked frequently is, well, you always mention you don't want all the Gentiles, the, the nations, to convert to Judaism. Then, what is their purpose? Why do they? Why do they exist? Why do we need them? I think it's a great question, and I'm going to do my best to answer that. Now, there are, there are two, two ways to uh, answer that. One is the very base, basic uh, anti-Semite answer, 
very childish in a way. And then there is the one that I'm going to show with you. But let's start with the stupid one first. So we'll, take, we'll clear the table from that. Well, and you can hear Jews talking about that, and they quote certain uh, books, Jewish books that they, I don't think they fully understand. And you have all those anti-Semites who are taking advantage of that and says, all that they do is take advantage on us. So let me give you my, that, this false narrative, false action, false answer. The idea that there's going to be a supreme nation in, the, in those people's eyes, the Jews, or the Israelites, when the ten tribes will come back, and all the other nations are going to serve them and be slaves to them, and etc., etc. This is garbage. It's garbage when a Jew said that, it's definitely garbage when a non-Jew said that. Why? Just, the, it just show a lack of understanding what's the whole purpose. And as I want to explain it in a way that it will make it very, very clear. You have people who are saying, well, the Jews want to conquer the world and have everybody slaves to them. You have Jews who are saying, well, when the Mashiach, the Messiah will come, everybody will see how great we are and we're going to be on the top of the pyramid. Now let me tell you, this is false. Let me tell you what, the way I see it, the way I, I learned it. And sometimes I use the same texts. But it's, it's all matter how you read that. Okay, and I go, that's going, I'm going to go back to the metaphor, the example I always give. The army. Everybody can understand the hierarchy of the army. That you have what? You have drivers, cooks, uh, clerks, and you have... Uh, infantry, you have uh, uh, pilots, you have navy, all that stuff. And you have scouts, navy seals, uh, rangers, etc., etc. All have a unique, unique um, purpose. But in time of war, they're all supposed to work together. So we are in a war of good versus evil. So we all need to work together. But who is in the front line? It's not the cooks, it's not the drivers, it's not the clerks who sit behind the desk all day or and fill in numbers, you know, on paperwork, pushing papers. It's those who are going to go and do the most hard, the most uh, uh, intense training, right? You don't send a, a cook to, uh, to a Navy SEAL boot camp. He will die, probably. So this is what I'm trying to say. We're all in the same army. The army who try to follow the will of the Almighty. And we need everyone. We need everyone to eliminate idol worships. To uh, eliminate evil. To eliminate uh, taking advantage on people and get their freedom out. We want everybody to be free. But free doesn't mean anarchy. Freedom means you follow the basic uh, heavenly law, if you want. And again, not everybody needs to be a Jew. So, and if you read the, the prophets, in the end of the days, and please don't go to the whole war and the Armageddon and all this. This is different. In the end of the days, all the nations, read Zachariah, Zechariah, 
the prophet. All the nation will come to Jerusalem and do what? Are they going to convert? No. They're going to still do whatever they do. But they, beside idol worshipping, but they're going to have a, a clear justice system, equal justice under the law. They're going to have... Um, they're going to come to the temple. They're going to, go, they're going to bring their, their sacrifices. And they're going to help the Navy SEALs, the Rangers, those who are on the, on the, you know, on the edge, to do their best to lead the world. It's not from, uh, oh, they're all going to be our slaves, childish point of view. No. You're going to bring whatever you can to make the world a better place. If you don't know, ask the Jewish scholars. Ask the prophets, who were all Jews. They will let you know. They will help guide the world towards a better future. To every nation. Like I said, many nations under God. So there's something to think about. In that way, no, nobody is trying to uh, force or to humiliate or and all that stuff. No. The nations themselves will understand. The cooks, the drivers, the clerks. They, need, they are part of this whole operation and they are supposed to support logistically, financially, whatever, those who are on the edge, those, those who are behind enemy lines, those who are doing the, the scouting in order to win that, the battle between good and evil. And to eliminate evil and tyranny from the world. So again, we're talking about different mission, different jobs, but it's all under one umbrella. It's not somebody who's taking advantage of someone else. And I'm saying that to Jews and I'm saying that to non-Jews. They are very basic and we already talked in the previous one, and maybe you should do another, another show on that, about the seven laws of, of uh, Noah, seven deeds of Noah that all humanity should follow. Very basic, very logical, and this is what the Almighty wants, as he uh, put that in, in the Bible, in Genesis. Very, very basic. So that's uh, my last, uh, you know, talking point, if you want, something to think about for this week. We're going to end this program by me encouraging you to think about it. And, again, I'm willing to get your opinion on that. You can email, email us at the Jewish, the Jewish view 4 the digit4, at gmail.com. And I look forward to get some, you know, other opinions, questions, clarify, etc. And with that, we're going to finish for today. You're listening to Rabbi Hanania Cohen. That will be me here on citycareradio.org.